Hey y'all, Trey Shree here with Picture Me Living, and I'm here with a solo episode, a Q&A, if you will. I asked a few questions on Instagram yesterday and really got motivated to talk to you guys about the responses that I got. I know some very interesting people, to say the least. I want to dig more into the travel conversation and less into the lifestyle conversation this time. So my lifestyle people may not really enjoy this as much. Still listen, I'm going to get into some opinionated things here and there. But traveling just really excites me. And that was one of the questions that I received. How long have I been doing this? And what got me into the podcast? First and foremost, drink of the hour is water. I got a little back fat. I don't know where it came from. And it's hard to get rid of it. <laughs> and, you know, my eating habits, they're, they're not the best. I can't brag about what I eat on a daily basis. But I am more conscious than most people. I don't eat burgers every day. Five guys, maybe once a month. But, you know, who's judging? Somebody out there judging me, that's fine. But, you know, recently, cookies and ice cream at home has had me in a chokehold. I always go off on tangents on this podcast. Hear me out. You have to find a balance in life. You have to find a balance between what makes you happy and discipline, okay? You can't do what makes you happy every single day. You can't do an overabundance of what makes you happy. You have to have some sort of happy medium because discipline can be pretty depressing. I was just telling my trainer the other day how at my recent best shape on the other side of 35, which was at 35, actually 2020, I was unhappy, but I worked out twice a day. I ate like shit, actually, but because I worked out twice a day, seven days a week with two different trainers, I mean, you could literally see two, four, six in, in definition in my apps. It was crazy. But I was working out so much because I was extremely overwhelmed in my personal life. I was stressed out with my decisions in my personal life, and I worked out a lot to not necessarily escape, but just build that mental health habit that I have now. And there is a balance there. I will go to the gym on Sunday and go to insomnia cookies <laughs> later. I'm not going to go today. I want to, but insomnia cookies has these warm cookies with the ice cream on top. And ooh, ooh, oh, ooh. it just makes me so happy. So, anybody out there struggling with discipline, Trust me, it's not easy for anybody. The hardest part is getting to a comfortable place. That's the hardest part. Discipline yourself enough to get to a comfortable place where you can balance. 
that's not the topic for today, but <laughs> that's just my advice. So fast, do your cleanses, do your fad diets or whatever for a short period of time to get to a point where you can change your entire lifestyle and have a balance of happiness and discipline. Welcome to my world Q&A. How did I get into travel podcasts? How did I get into podcasting? Everyone is doing a podcast. It's so easy to podcast. I'm so tired of podcasts. All of that, we're going to briefly discuss that real quick. Picture Me Living was an Instagram page that we started in a previous relationship. My ex and I started a dual travel Instagram page. Prior to that, I had an Instagram page called Travel by Tracery. Now, Travel by Tracery does still live rent-free in my mind because if I were to ever graduate to other places with this podcast, it would probably be Travel by Tracery. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. So that's why that file cabinet is still open in my brain. But Picture Me Living was a more catch, catchy name, if you will. And um, we were doing really well, if I do say so myself. I met a lot of awesome travelers. And I started doing IGTV and I started to do lives. And the IGTVs would, I don't know if y'all remember IGTV, but it was basically like podcasts, right? So, but it was just for Instagram. And I started this back in 2016, 2017, right? So uh, not as often as now, but maybe like once a quarter, I would get on IGTV and talk about my travel deals that I found and next trip, whatever, answer questions just like this. And one of the most frequently asked questions that I got then, I just got again yesterday. I'm going to get into that because it always pisses me the fuck off. So I want to talk about it. But yeah, that is how I got started. And I do see a growth in this, which is why I want to continue down this path of podcasting and incorporating more lifestyle which is why I moved everything to my personal Instagram page, Tracery. I want to incorporate a lifestyle, the working out, the discipline topics that I keep mushing into you guys' ears. I want to continue to, you know, showcase the lifestyle aspect, the motherhood, the, you know, all the other shit that I put in my lifestyle portion of the blog. In addition to combining it with travel. So, this just kind of segues into the most frequently asked question to Tracery. Let me just uh, let y'all know it's a lot of ladybugs in this room. Random as fuck. But it's a lot of ladybugs in this room. I don't know where they come from. So, if you see one, I promise you it's not a roach. It's a ladybug. Matter of fact, I'm going to add it to, <laughs> I'm going to add it to the podcast and zoom in at the end of this so you can see how lucky and blessed this room is. And I'm so afraid to kill them because like, you know, I don't want to get bad luck. Anyway, um, my last guest noticed that also. They was like, oh my God, this room is so lucky. So black women traveling. This is a sensitive topic for me 
The most frequently asked question whenever I solicit questions for traveling, what do you do for a living and how do you afford to travel so much? Y'all don't ask nobody else that shit. Y'all don't ask white people that shit. Y'all don't ask no other race that shit. Y'all don't even ask black men, what do you do for a living and how do you afford to travel? Y'all only have the balls and audacity to ask a black woman, how are you living? How are you enjoying life? Why are you enjoying life? What the fuck do you do to have the money to enjoy life? And don't say, Trey, you taking that the wrong way because I've been asked that like I said, since 2016, I've been asked that in the most condescending way also. Like, how are you doing this? Oh my God, I wish I had the means to do that. Y'all are not telling Guy Fieri, all these other people on the Travel Network, all that. Y'all are enjoying those. But when y'all come over here, y'all have a stank face and say, how are you doing this? Bitch, I go to work. I prioritize travel in a total different manner than other people do. I see it all the time. I see it at work. People take leave and they stay at home. They take staycations. I don't do that. I'm not taking leave. If I take a mental health day, that's totally different, but I'm not taking a whole 40 hours off work to stay my black ass at home. I'm not doing that. I will save my leave until I can afford a vacation. So it's a few different things that I do different than the average corporate American person. We will discuss that more in future podcasts. Or if you would like to do the research, I have talked about it previously before. I do take away certain things and put travel in place of those certain things. Do what you want with that information. But it, it's, it's, it grinds my gears to get asked that constantly. And that's kind of why I stopped even doing Q&As because it's as if black women don't deserve luxury. Y'all really are not asking anybody else those questions. And the most hurtful part of that is that it's black women that ask me that. That's the most hurtful part about that. You know, not to get real preachy preachy, but I'm finna go TD Jakes on y'all. If we... Black women stood together, it wouldn't allow other people into our space. Because we hate each other, it allows so many people into our space. Because we don't protect our own culture, now everybody got big lips. Now everybody got fat asses. We don't protect our own culture and we don't protect each other. We see other women, other black women walking around with a fat ass. Oh, she get, that ain't hers. That ain't her body. She did this. She must did that surgery. She Say she looked good and keep it moving. That allows so many other people into our space to also dog us and talk shit about us. All right, I'm done. Be I'm done being TD Jakes. I know y'all had enough of that. But it's only black women that ask me that question. <laughs> it's only black women that ask me that. No one else has the audacity or balls or cojones to even ask such a condescending question. But what I do love about the Black women traveling conversation, someone asked me, do you experience racism abroad? I love that question because we see that a lot also, specifically on TikTok. We see a lot of TikToks about um, 
Paris is boring. Don't even waste your money to go here. And it's from black women. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really sincerely dislike that. I really do. Or feminine black men. I have seen a feminine black man post that. But racism in Europe, I have not experienced that. Someone did just ask me that during my Q&A. First-hand experience. They say they keep hearing all this shit about racism in Italy and in France. Have I experienced? Absolutely not. I have been to Paris. I can't even count how many times. I have not experienced it. I have experienced very terrible experiences here in America that cannot be replicated elsewhere. What I will say is you can't go to Paris with a Jamaica mindset. When you go to Jamaica, it's slow, it's, you know, laid back. They're catering to you. It's an island, right? Paris is a first world. They have to go to work. They're going, they're on the way to work. You're in the way taking a picture of this Eiffel Tower, actually. Sit the fuck down. Get out of these people's way. It's kind of like if you're living in L.A., you'll see this a lot. You'll see, you know, a group of Japanese tourists with their fucking maps, their mask on. They're, they're looking around. They're trying to see where, you know, shit at. And you're trying to go to work. I'm pretty sure they think we rude as fuck. Just offering a different perspective on that. Maybe people are living their day-to-day lives. Maybe they're not 100% today. Maybe Italians are rude. Maybe they immigrated to America, New York, and that's why New Yorkers are rude. I have more rude experiences in New York than I do in Italy. And I've been to Italy a lot of times. I can't count those either. So now, now, what I did tell the young lady that asked me this, when I went to Bali, everybody thought I was Beyonce. It was a lot of Indian people there. And in India, they rarely see American black people. It is uh, very unheard of. They, it's, it's like spotting, you know, a unicorn. Everyone wants to take pictures with black women in places like that. Um, I heard China is another place like that where it's like spotting a unicorn. Seeing a black woman is, you know, wow. I recently saw a video of a young black man and uh, I don't want to misspeak, but I believe China, but he, he was definitely speaking Mandarin and the people in the video were just so shocked and they just welcomed him with open arms. It was so beautiful. I'm going to share it on my timeline. I love seeing stuff like that. Nine times out of 10, the people that are reporting these racist incidents to you are also not experiencing racism. They're experiencing people not on vacation and they're not catering to you. And maybe they just want you to get the fuck out of their way. Maybe they're just experiencing regular rude people. Okay. (laughs) I'm not saying that that's okay. I'm not saying that that's acceptable. I'm just saying maybe they, they're taking a little bit personally because they spent, you know, a lot of money on this trip and they want somebody to cater to them and no one's catering to them. Maybe, just maybe. 
Got my note cards, y'all. Why is it so taboo for black women to experience luxury? Like, I, I can't get past that. Like, why is that so taboo for, you know, we're supposed to be mothers and strong and that's it. We're not supposed to be traveling and having Chanel bags and we're not supposed to be doing that. You know, that's for the other races that are deemed more beautiful and more aesthetically pleasing. We're supposed to be at home giving birth, getting fucked all the time and strong and supportive. That's it. Nah. Tracerie is going to be traveling. So. I wanted to go on my charcuterie board rant. <laughs> Maybe a guest wants to sit down and discuss my charcuterie board because one thing I have done once again, not to flex again, but I've been to Paris a lot. And another thing that I haven't done is seen a French bitch whip out a wooden board and put fucking cheese and random shit. Y'all be taking people... I'm going to save my charcuterie board rent. I recently went to a party where a bitch had a shark. Now, this is, I love this about black people. She had fried chicken on her charcuterie board, some uh, chocolate covered pretzels and some tacos on that bitch. That, now, that shit was hitting. Now, I do like that. My next topic, which we're not even going to get into it, prostitution abroad. Somebody asked me, where do you find the best prostitutes? What country has the best prostitutes? And he, he, he commented what he thinks. And I said, you know what? I'm going to take your word for it because I have not purchased. I haven't purchased any pussy abroad. I, I haven't. I, I don't know. I don't know which one has the best. And a few people actually like fed into that conversation and commented what they thought. Thailand was at the top of the list. DR is a close second. I had a guest on here that discussed that. Um, very open, very openly too, very openly. If your man keep going to the DR without you, Sorry, sis. I hate to break it to you, but he is definitely getting his dick sucked over there. Um, <laughs> it is is very easy to get get some paid pussy in a dr. They will love you a long time. What was oh Ethiopia was another spot. Haven't heard that. I will save this topic for a guest. There is one guest that wants to volunteer and talk about his friends' experiences. Welcome. And there's another guest that will, he said he may, depending on how much he's had to drink, talk about his personal experiences. Okay, so another question that I asked, how many times or how many chances do you give someone that flaked on you? And a lot of people say zero, one, zero, one. I mean, it wasn't no conversation at all. Just zip, zada, out of here. You get one chance. Once you flaked on me, I'm done with you. And it's not that simple. However, what I will say is I don't think people are self-aware. Now, what that means is if I flake on someone for my mental health, which I have, I flake because of finances, I flake because of 
circumstances. Life just be life in sometimes, right? But I have to understand that once I flake, I have to be self-aware that I may not get invited ever again. You know, that's the chance that you take when you say, I'm going to do something. And then you say, never mind, I'm not going to do it anymore. You become unreliable to that person, right? I don't think people that consistently flake, that habitually flake, that's what I, the term that I like to use. I have habitual flakers in my phone right now. It says that under their name on iPhone, you get to put notes about people, habitual flaker. This person is unreliable. And I know people that just really don't understand that concept, even though they've done that. They really have excuses because life really do be life in. What they don't understand is life be life in for all of us. You know, that's fine. You had to take care of your mental health. You had to take care of this, take care of that. But so did I. And I still showed up for you. That's fine. It ain't no hard feelings. I don't fall out with people over that. I just don't invite you anywhere else. Right. So relationships can become one sided after that. There is aftermath to all of these. You know, it's cause and effect. Right. There is a consequence for every action, whether it's good or bad. So you decide to not show up. I decide to not invite you anywhere. Now, the only time we hang out is when you invite me places. And even then, 50 percent of me is saying that person can still flake on their plans. Trust me, I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen where people know that they're unreliable. For real, this time, let's go to dinner. When it's time to go to dinner, they done made the reservations, the time, all of that. Oh, man, I got to get my oil changed today. You know what it's like being a single mom. And it's like, yeah, I do. So I'm not making no more plans with you, you know. And sometimes the people that do this are people that you care deeply about. And that's their one flaw, you know. You don't want to just eliminate them out of your life. And it becomes difficult because... It does become a one-sided relationship. And I do want to talk more about that because it's not as simple as people got one time to flake on me and I'm done. Like, no, if you really care about that person, you're not going to be done with that person. You're going to continue to deal with them just with boundaries, right? So let's talk more about that. Give me more feedback on that. My favorite trips. I posted... Four of my favorite trips, because I have a lot of favorite trips. It's, it's very, matter of fact, I'm lying. I don't have a trip where I haven't enjoyed myself. <laughs> I enjoy myself every time I step out the house. I try to purposely live with intention. Doesn't matter what I do, right? I have more fun on trips than I do here at home. I can go to a bar, have a mediocre time. Cool. I'm just happy that I'm out of the house. But I can go to Denver, Colorado and have the time of my life um, on a $20 Frontier flight, sitting in a folding chair for four hours like this, but hurt like a motherfucker. But God damn it, I'm going to have the time of my life because I'm out of town thugging with my rounds, you know? So my favorite trips are all of them, really, but I have favorite experiences. I'm going to save this again for a guest because I have a guest coming up that has traveled 
twice as much as I've traveled. And uh, we're just trying to get on the same page time-wise. But that is one thing I'm going to ask that person is, what are your favorite experiences? Not just your favorite location, but what are your favorite experiences? Someone asked me, oh, back to the favorite trips. Sis sent me her favorite trips of mine. I, that blew my mind. I was just like, yo, she got a, a list, you know. This was my top favorite. This was my second favorite. I was like, damn. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that made me really happy yesterday. Thank you for that. Someone asked me itinerary or go with the flow. I'm going to plug my itineraries because, yes, I do itineraries and I include going with the flow in the itinerary. Do not schedule yourself so close and so jam-packed that you can't breathe. You have to plan for adrenaline when you first get there, hit the ground running. But you got to plan for that jet lag right after that. So do not hit the ground running so much that you make the trip unenjoyable. Check out my itineraries. I have quite a few now. I have the Italy one has the most information because I've done the most in Italy. I've been to Paris a lot, mainly on layovers, so I don't do too much there. It's only a little bit in there, so it's priced accordingly. The Atlanta itinerary, obviously I live here. And I understand everyone knows somebody in Atlanta. There is a lot of information in there for $7. So you better go ahead and get that. Go ahead and get that. So yes, itinerary with a flow included. And another person asked, do you hit the ground running or nah? So that's the same thing. Um, definitely hit the ground running. And I encourage everyone when you take a trip, no matter where it is, your adrenaline, you're going to be so excited once you get there especially road trips. You you so excited to park that car, you need to immediately plan something or you're going to be in the bed on your phone, you know, doing stuff. Your adrenaline is going to be so high. You're going to waste so much of your precious, valuable time in that city that you just need to immediately hit the ground and do something. But right after that, you need to plan for a nap. Trust me, you're going to thank me later. I was going to hit some hot topics. Um, I have some stuff written down. <laughs> I'm not going to. I ran over my time and I'm having guests today. So lucky me. Um, the hot topics. I was going to talk about Nikki versus Megan. It's about to be Megan the Stallion birthday. She's an Aquarius. Team Aquarius. And I'm a Nikki fan, but, you know, it's it's just something going on, you know, chemically in her brain right now that I just can't get with. Um, Christian Rock, I logged on today. This bitch got a whole tattoo of this man's face. You know what? Moment of silence for that. You fill in, fill in the blank on that for your own opinion. <laughs> That's insane, though. Uh, brunch boot men. We gonna say that one for another guest. The highlight of brunch boot men. If you don't know what brunch boot men are, I'll post a picture right now. But it is a hilarious topic on Instagram. For me, I think black people on the internet are a hoot. I think that black Twitter is hilarious. 
I can't see life without it right now. We have got to highlight more um, Black people memes, Black people sayings, phrases. Brunch boot men have, they're really going to piss the passport rolls off, man. Oh my goodness. Brunch boot men has definitely lit up my week on social media. (laughs) It's just funny. Um, it's not to be taken serious. If you like to dress like that, it's really cute. Stop asking women what they bring to the table. And we're going to segue that into a guest for a later date, preferably a male guest that has brunch boots. <laughs> That's going to be hilarious. The highlight of this, though, I really wanted to talk about the black women traveling I want to recap that because that just really upset me. It really upset me the other day that in 2024, people are still asking me what I do for a living to travel. Should I have taken offense to that? Mind you, to my defense, people have been asking me that this is the eighth year, you know, since I've been doing picture me living, how do you afford to travel? Um, It's as if black women don't deserve any type of luxurious lifestyle. I hope I did that topic justice. Answer the questions. Let me know what you think. Comment. Let me know any other topics that you would like to hear me discuss. This was heavy on travel. So the next episode will be heavy on the lifestyle for you guys. Thank you for listening, and I will see y'all next time.